leave it to the Bidens to make history as multiple members of the same presidential family are all under the criminal microscope. A special counsel is investigating Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents scattered in his private office, his garage, his home, who knows where else. His son, Hunter, he's the subject of an ongoing criminal probe by the U.S. attorney in Delaware examining tax fraud, money laundering, and other potential crimes arising from his many overseas business dealings that smack of brazen influence peddling. The laptop that Hunter now concedes is his, after denying it for more than two years, contains a trove of damning evidence that appears to implicate his father. The feds are also reportedly investigating the president's younger brother, James Biden, over shady money-making ventures, some of which are connected to his nephew, Hunter Biden. Still other members of the president's family, including his other brother, Frank, being investigated and scrutinized over brash efforts to monetize their relationship to the president and profit handsomely from his position of power. Factor in the House Oversight Committee's inquiry, and you've got a veritable smorgasbord of investigations into criminal wrongdoing. An interim staff report from the committee issued two months ago refers to the Biden family's layers of corruption and self-dealing. Their words, not mine. The complexity of those layers is compounded by the family's audacious attempts to obscure, to hide their activities. Joe's Department of Justice and FBI have served as witting accessories to the cover-ups, orchestrating a concerted campaign to bury, censor, and suppress. On Wednesday, the Oversight Committee will commence a series of important hearings that could, in the end, produce a torrent of incriminating evidence. This is not about Hunter Biden, it's about Joe Biden, said Representative James Comer, the chairman of the committee. But much will depend on whether witnesses decide to tell the truth or endeavor to remain silent or simply lie through their teeth. I'm betting on the latter. Simultaneously, and not by accident, Hunter's newly constituted team of pricey, hotshot lawyers have launched a shameless counteroffensive. Their aim is to weaponize intimidation to silence critics. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author... This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Billionaire investor Michael Pinto has a warning for you. Don't listen to anyone who tells you how bad the crash will be and when it exactly will happen. Nobody knows. But the CEO of Wells Fargo warns the worst is yet to come for Americans. Pay attention to the economic data. Inflation is at a 40-year high. And make no mistake about it, the recession is real, no matter how the White House tries to change the definition. 
That's why Bloomberg, Goldman Sachs, and Jim Cramer are all calling for gold to surge. Gold and silver have historically moved opposite the stock market and in the long term can preserve your purchasing power. Call 800-809-8500 and Lear Capital, the number one rated gold company, will present the same trusted options they have been giving successful investors since 1997. At Lear Capital, most IRA rollovers qualify for no IRA fees for up to five years. Their current incentive offers up to $15,000 in bonus silver for well-qualified new customers. A three-minute call can protect your portfolio with the power of real physical gold. Call 800-809-8500 today. Again, that's 800 800- 809-8500 and tell them Greg Jarrett sent you. It's bad enough that Joe Biden and Merrick Garland concealed from the American public and Congress for more than two long months the discovery of classified documents in his private office at the University of Pennsylvania. But now we learn they also covered up the FBI search of his office in November again, for two long months. You've already been caught with the goods. Why not be honest about it? Laughably, the president continues to insist he's being transparent, his favorite word. The opposite is actually true. He hides the facts. He refuses to be fully forthcoming. For old Joe, old habits are hard to break. It's the same strategy that Biden adopted when evidence first emerged of his son's prodigious influence-peddling schemes. Deflect, dissemble, and deny. Tell the public you knew nothing about it, even though documents show you were intimately knowledgeable and seemingly complicit. Tell everyone that Hunter's laptop is Russian disinformation, even though you know it's the real deal. You know, Washington has long been crippled by herd mentality. In a city where everyone lies, why should the president embrace a higher standard? That would require leadership and a moral compass. Joe Biden is devoid of both. Is it merely a coincidence that the classified documents squirreled away in his private office at UPenn reportedly involved Ukraine? Well, let's consider that for just a moment. We know that Hunter Biden had access to that office since he's enjoyed carte blanche entry to everything his father does. Emails on the son's notorious laptop show that he provided a sophisticated 22-point memo to his Ukrainian contacts that looks suspiciously like it came directly from classified material. So says Senator Ron Johnson, who's been investigating Hunter and his foreign business dealings for years. Three days after Hunter sends Ukraine that information, his business partner, Devin Archer, meets with the elder Biden at the White House, and then Joe jets off to Ukraine. Immediately after that sojourn, a ridiculous amount of money begins flowing 
into Hunter's bank accounts. $83,000 each month. That's close to a million bucks per year. Not a bad cash haul for a guy who has no marketable skills and no experience in Ukraine or the energy sector. None of this is mere happenstance. I rarely abide coincidences. The aforementioned bears the unmistakable stench of corruption, the selling of information, access, and promises of influence. Where did Hunter get all the purported intel he was handing out like candies on Halloween? He has no security clearance for classified records. It's shocking that the FBI has not searched Hunter's home to scrutinize his files or seize his computer equipment, his devices. The laptop alone, which the FBI has had in its possession since December of 2019, offers plenty of probable cause for a search warrant. Yet the DOJ and the FBI have taken a hands-off approach to the president's nefarious son. Why, you might wonder. Well, the answer is obvious. The fix is in to protect both Bidens. Hunter's money-making schemes also included Russia. Laptop documents show he offered to sell intelligence on Russian oligarchs to American aluminum company Alcoa for $55,000. That's according to a report by the New York Post. Did saw that intel come from classified records that Hunter accessed at his father's home, garage, or office? Emails, photographs, visitors' logs, they all show that Joe was meeting frequently with his son's partners. This belies the father's claim that he knew nothing at all about his son's activities. Hunter netted tens of millions of dollars from his illicit schemes in Russia, China, Ukraine, and other countries overseas where his dad exerted influence. The son currently pays $20,000 a month for a nearly 7,000-square-foot mansion in ritzy Malibu, California. Where in the world did that kind of cash come from? And did Joe benefit? financially as well. Did he sell out America? Did he jeopardize national security? These are legitimate questions. They demand honest answers. A lot of the payola appears to have come from China. Hunter got an interest-free and forgivable $5 million loan from the Chinese. Banking records show that even more cash was funneled into accounts that Hunter controlled. What was he delivering to the Chinese in exchange for all the truckloads of money? We know that Hunter Biden is capable of uncommon sleaze. Newly revealed text messages reported by the Post show he paid his female assistant thousands of dollars off the books for sex chats and naked FaceTime encounters. His dalliances are memorialized on his laptop. How's that for twisted or just plain stupid? That woman was one of at least four women who hooked up with him 
while on his payroll. J.P. Morgan Chase flagged the money transfers in one of the 150 suspicious activity reports, SARS as they're known, that, quote, also highlighted payments made by Hunter to people with ties to human trafficking or the adult entertainment industry, end of quote. You'll find that tidbit of information in the Oversight Committee report. Now, so far, Joe's Treasury Department refuses to hand over the SARS reports to Congress. There's a surprise. The Biden family protection racket appears to extend well beyond the FBI and the DOJ into other federal departments like Treasury. The Oversight Committee is digging deep. It's aided by a raft of whistleblowers who have now come forward with allegedly incriminating evidence that may shed a bright light on the Biden family enterprises and the administration's efforts to cover it up. The FBI's instrumental role in suppressing the laptop story by manipulating big tech companies into censoring it is already well established by the so-called Twitter files. In the meantime, the Biden machine is ramping up its scare tactics. Hunter's team of lawyers fired off letters recently demanding that his father's own Department of Justice and Delaware Attorney General Kathy Jennings, a devoted Joe Biden acolyte, launch a criminal investigation into John Paul Mac Isaac. He's the computer repairman who blew the whistle on Hunter's laptop. But here's the problem. It was never stolen, as Hunter Biden's lawyers absurdly claim. It was clearly and demonstrably abandoned. So both under law and contract, custody transferred to Isaac. Others who disseminated the computer's contents are also targets of Hunter's vindictive machine. The accusations against them are unsupported by the facts and by the law. Nothing was illegally accessed, and the circulation of the laptop data, that's protected under free speech principles. If anybody should be investigated for lawlessness, it's Hunter Biden's lawyers who concocted false allegations to trigger state and federal probes. The ethics of these legal ploys stink like five-day-old fish. They are abusive. They're contemptible. Get your dad's people to run interference under the guise of baseless threats of criminal action. Isaac did nothing wrong, and the law is entirely on his side. But that's not the point. The Biden goal is to frighten critics into silence or try to send them to jail. As Kimberly Strassel of the Wall Street Journal put it, this comes down to Hunter Biden asking employees and buddies of his dad to pursue a vendetta on his pampered behalf. Classic. Joining me now to talk about it is Peter Schweitzer, who is author of several best-selling books, including Profiles in Corruption, Clinton Cash, his more recent book, Red-Handed, is an eye-popping account of the millions of dollars in Chinese money lavished on the Biden family 
during and after Joe Biden's presidency. And, and Peter, as always, thanks for being back on the brief. And, and let's begin with the Chinese. In the second chapter of your book, uh, you write, and I'll quote here, the Biden family received some 31 million from Chinese businessmen with very close ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence, end of quote. So given that fact, is it fair to question whether uh, Joe Biden as president is compromised by the Chinese Communist Party government and has therefore arguably put America's national security at risk? Absolutely, Greg. I mean, it's a perfectly reasonable question to ask. Uh, And the reason is sort of multifaceted. But number one, as you point out, there is the flow of this money, some $31 million. That's not me estimating or pulling that out of a hat that comes from the laptop and the transfer of money from the funds uh, from the from the Chinese in, in funds to uh, to Hunter Biden and James Biden. But then the question has to come is, all right, what was that thirty one million dollars connected to? Uh, there is no discernible service. Uh, legitimate service that was performed for that money. The the transfer of money doesn't include a contract that says you're going to do this consulting or you're going to raise this amount of capital or you're going to do whatever. So the money arrives. There's no discernible, legitimate business purpose behind it. Uh, and then you have to get uh, to the other part of the question, which is who these Chinese businessmen are. And we know their names, again, from the laptop. I could go through all of them, but just to give a couple of brief examples, gentleman named Che Feng, Hunter Biden refers to him as the super chairman uh, in the emails. At one point, he says to his business partner, I don't believe in the lottery anymore, but I believe in the super chairman. Uh, And there is a payday. Hunter Biden gets hooked into about a $20 million deal with the help of Che Feng. At the exact same time Che Fang arranges for that $20 million for Hunter Biden, Che Fang is a business partner with Ma Jian, who is the vice minister for state security, which is the Chinese super spying agency. Ma Jian's responsibility is the recruitment of foreign nationals to spy for China. Uh, and again, this is not me making this up. This is based on Hong Kong business records. Uh, in another case, you have a gentleman named Henry Zhao that transfers $5 million to Hunter Biden. Again, doesn't talk about any obligations on Hunter's part or you know what he's supposed to do for that money. $5 million is transferred. Henry Zhao at that time is business partners with the daughter of the former head of the Ministry of State Security. Um, so you have to ask this question, what were the Bidens being paid for? Um, and the fact that this is coming from intelligence connected people, this is absolutely a legitimate question to ask. You know, I must say that almost no one, no reasonable sentient person <laughs> believes Joe Biden when he claims he knew nothing about his son's overseas dealings, especially with China. I mean, there's simply too much evidence to the contrary, Peter. Yeah. Uh, and, and Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, who's about to launch these hearings, says this is not about Hunter Biden. It's about Joe Biden. Correct. And when I watched him say that, I laughed. And you probably did, too, because 
he must have read your book. On page 11 of your book, Red-Handed, you write the following. This is a story about not just Hunter Biden, but Joe Biden himself. So Comer's quoting you almost word for word. You go on to say that father and son had intertwined finances. Their financial fortunes are fused. All right. So to what extent was Joe Biden a participant in his son's illicit schemes? It's a great question. Um, You know, it obviously depends how you define participants, um, but he absolutely was a participant on a couple of levels. Uh, Number one, you know, the Bidens used to say Joe Biden had no knowledge of his son's business dealings. They've given up that line because there's just simply too much evidence in the emails. Hunter Biden himself has said that he talked to his father about business dealings at multiple times. There are messages on the laptop where he says to his business partners about a pending deal, I'll talk to my dad about this. Hunter Biden has one dad. We know who that is. That's Joe Biden. So that is very, very clear. So he knew about it. It's also pretty clear based on the language on the laptop and the emails that Hunter Biden was well aware of the fact that he was getting access to the highest levels of finance in China because of who his father was. And then the final level of participation is the actual dispersing of the spoils. Um, There are numerous examples in the emails where Hunter Biden is paying his father's bills while he's vice president. Some of them are small. They're, you know, $300 a month phone bill. In other cases, he's paying for renovations on the home in Delaware where those documents were found. Um, That is, as you know better than I do, Greg, that is actually patently illegal. You are not allowed as a politician to have your lifestyle subsidized by the closest family members. You're just not. So Joe Joe Biden is absolutely a participant in there. And it, it has to be said This notion of sort of going through family members uh, is a tried and true method uh, the Chinese intelligence has used for years. Uh, They did it in the 1990s. They've done it in Australia. They've done it in New Zealand. They've done it in Singapore. This is what they do. They're they're not going to directly go to a politician and say, hey, I'll give you money. They line up a quote unquote business deal that doesn't require anything on behalf of the politician's family member. And that's how they get their hooks into the political figures. And in my mind, they have their hooks into Joe Biden. There's no question in my mind. And, and in your book, you talk about, you know, the money going to the Biden family. I mean, you, you use that term. Uh, Comer has used that term. Um, and now we have a bit of history being made by the Biden family where you've got uh, father and son, both under criminal investigation. But it doesn't stop there, does it? I mean, uh, the president's younger brother, James Biden, uh, is being looked at reportedly by the feds uh, over some of the shady ventures. He was connected with his nephew, Hunter Biden, the president's son. Um, And there are also reports that are even looking at, at another brother of the president, Frank Biden. Right. So uh, it it truly is, as you say in your book, the Biden family, isn't it? It is, uh, and and this is part of the uh, the sort of the methodology we have to understand about the Bidens. Um, first of all, they talk about how close they are. They absolutely 
uh, are close. Uh, Joe's political fortunes are part of the family business. I, ta- I talk about that in the book. If you look at the memoirs that he has written and others have written, it is Joe's political position is a family enterprise. They help run his campaigns. Uh, they organize things. They help vet donors. They are. It is part of the entire family's operation. When it comes to the business side, it's the same way. Um, you look at, uh, at James Biden, uh, his younger brother, uh, he's been the recipient of, you know, major contracts uh, for reconstruction projects in Iraq. Um, <laughs> it's surprising <laughs> because, of course, that brother had no background in construction, uh, but he managed to start a construction company uh, and in 2011 got a massive contract from the federal government who was in charge of Iraq, Iraqi reconstruction at the time. Vice President Joe Biden. So this is a Biden family enterprise. As it relates to China, let's remember something. There's a a gentleman named Patrick Ho, who was an executive with CEFC, a Chinese energy company. Uh, He was arrested by the FBI in 2017, uh, convicted and went to jail. Uh, He was charged with bribery. There were all sorts of allegations about espionage. Hunter Biden himself calls Patrick Ho the effing spy chief of China. We know uh, because the FBI said so. The first call, the first call that Patrick Ho makes when he is arrested by the FBI, Greg, he doesn't call his lawyer. He doesn't call his, his business partners in China. He calls James Biden, Vice President Joe Biden's brother. And apparently he was looking for Hunter. So this is how the family operates. They work together in unison on a lot of these enterprises, uh, and they all benefit. The, the, the ship uh, you know, rises and falls um, with the political fortunes of Joe Biden. Let's talk about another uh, of America's adversaries, malign actors, Russia. How yeah. much Russian money flowed to Hunter Biden? Uh, we know based on the suspicious activity reports, the SARS reports from the Treasury Department, that three and a half million dollars uh, was wired to one of Hunter's firms. The number could be higher. And I say that, Greg, because the uh, company that um, Hunter Biden got that money from, uh, from Yelena Baterina, that's the, the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, who, by the way, if you go into Wiki, WikiLeaks, the Obama State Department believes that she is also tied to Russian organized crime. That's not my words. That's actually what our State Department says. Uh, but what's interesting is um, this Hunter Biden company um, that got the three and a half a million from Elena Baterina was the subject of a um, fraud um, investigation. Um, involving uh, Devin Archer and other people that work with Hunter Biden. So there was a court case in 2016. In those court documents, the corporate records from this company that received the three and a half million dollars, they actually have corporate minutes where they discuss the fact that they are handling some $200 million for Yelena Baterina. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were lying. I don't know if those are offshore and weren't transferred. I don't know, but... The prospect is there that it could be a lot more than the three and a half million dollars that we know of that was transferred to Hunter Biden by Yelena Baterina. I mean, it's just a staggering amount of money yeah. uh, coming from Russia. It actually almost rivals uh, 
you know, Clinton Cash and the Clinton Foundation and the and the and you wrote about that as well in a different book, right? Uh, Clinton Cash, uh, another beautifully written book about all of the Russian money that flowed into the uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation, and so so this almost rivals that. Um, let's talk, if we can, about Ukraine. Um, that probably is a, a country's name associated with Hunter Biden more than any other. I mean, Hunter is getting a million bucks a year to sit on a Ukrainian energy company, Burisma's board, no experience, doesn't know a thing about, you know, natural gas, energy, any, but suddenly he's on the board. It's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money, you know, 83,000 bucks every month. But gee whiz, at the same time, his father uh, had been put in charge by then President Obama to oversee U.S. policy with Ukraine. And Joe famously brags on videotape how he threatened to withhold a billion dollars in USA to Ukraine unless a particular prosecutor is fired. And that prosecutor is on record saying he was investigating Hunter Biden's company Burisma for corruption. So, you know, to me, as a lawyer, this looks very much like a suspicious quid pro quo, and in particular, a violation of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, which makes it a crime for a public official, in this case, Joe Biden, to use his office to confer a benefit, a billion dollars to Ukraine in exchange for something of value from Ukraine to himself or a family member, which is, as it turns out, to be millions of dollars to Hunter Biden. So given all of that, you know, does that in itself seem like a pretty brazen influence peddling that certainly is deserves a worthwhile investigation? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, Greg, it fits the pattern, right? I mean, I've made this comment to you before. It's pretty staggering that Hunter Biden sets up a quote unquote international financial firm in 2009, um, doesn't do any discernible business in London or Tokyo or Berlin. I mean, he, he his biggest deals are in three of the most corrupt countries on the planet, which is Russia, China, and Ukraine. Right. And in the case of Ukraine, Greg, the, the timing you alluded to uh, is absolutely spot on. I mean, in February of 2014, Vladimir Putin invades Crimea. In early April, Joe Biden is specifically and publicly appointed by Barack Obama to be the man in charge of the Western response uh, so he's going to be in responsible for all the aid dollars from for, you know, to Ukraine defense policy, et cetera. Literally within three weeks, Hunter Biden is suddenly miraculously appointed to the board of this energy company, Burisma. Uh, there is the question, as you mentioned, about the prosecutor. There's also the simple fact that Joe Biden, some of the money he's doling out includes two hundred and fifty million dollars through USAID the U.S. government uh, agency, for the Ukrainian energy industry to help develop mm -hmm. their natural gas sector. Well, guess who is the biggest player in the Ukrainian national gas sector? So you well, literally you literally have the vice president of the United States steering taxpayer dollars to a Ukrainian energy company that, by the way, is paying his son 
as you said, $83,000 a month. I mean, you can't really make this stuff up. Uh, It's, you know, it's shameful. It's disgraceful. But in a way, it's it's almost you know hilarious that that, <laughs> they, that they were doing this sort of thing. I mean, it is as I said before, so brazen. Are you at all optimistic, Peter, that the Oversight Committee, as well as the House Judiciary Committee, will be able to fully unravel uh, the web of Biden family? corruption by, uh, you know, essentially following the money? Uh, It's a great question. I think they are going to be able to uh, bring a lot of sunlight, probably not all. Um, There's going to be a lot of resistance. There already is from this White House. But I do think there are a couple of things that I think are going to be enormously important. And, you know, Greg, you're, you're the attorney in this conversation. So the legal implications uh, are much more up your alley. But I, I think we're going to get a fuller picture of the amount of money that was flowing to the Bidens and who it was from. Let's remember what the U.S. Senate has released so far are uh, about a dozen or dozen and a half suspicious activity reports, SARS reports. And this is where funds are coming from overseas to Americans uh, that are either believed to perhaps be linked to terrorism, corruption, or some sort of criminal activity. It's not confirmed, but there's, there's suspicious activity reports. There's been about 18 of them released. The reporting, and it has not been refuted, is that there are more than 150 involving the Biden family, most of them Hunter, but but some of them also potentially his brother James. Be really interesting to see what those, you know, those missing 140 or so uh, actually entail. And I do think the committee is working very hard to, to gain access to those. I think it's also a question, and, and Greg, I will I will kick this one back to you, is the question of Hunter Biden's testimony. Now, it, it, it used to be that if individuals said, I don't want to appear before a committee, congressional committee, it was not seen as a necessarily a completely um, a matter of somebody going to jail. Well, they, they've tried to do that now with Steve Bannon, right? Steve Bannon defied a congressional subpoena uh, and they have prosecuted him. The question would be, given that, um, is Hunter Biden essentially going to have to testify? I mean, or are we going to have a double standard there as well that some people can resist congressional subpoenas and others can't? So I do think we're going to learn a lot of truth. Are we going to learn the complete truth? Probably not. Uh, but I do feel like finally, you know, Greg, you know, I've been talking about this since 2018. Finally, four years later, we are going to learn a lot more about who this money was coming from and what that money was being used to purchase. Right, right. Well, if if Steve Bannon is the new standard on contempt, uh, then yes, Hunter Biden would, uh, under principles of law, be required to testify. Now, he would likely uh, take the fifth. He, I can't uh, talk about a case uh, while there is a you know U.S. attorney criminal investigation ongoing, I mean there'll there'll be a million excuses why he won't utter a word. Um, but uh, you know it would likely be a Fifth Amendment self-incrimination uh, statement uh, over and over and over again. Um, given all of the classified 
documents, Peter, squirreled away by Joe Biden. You know, his private office at UPenn, his garage, uh, the library in his home, his office in his home, other places, a total of five different batches. I mean, given all those classified documents and given the closeness of, of father and son and, and Hunter's unfettered access to, to everything, is it legitimate to ask the question whether Hunter might have been passing along intelligence, especially since we know his Chinese business partners had, as you write, close ties to Chinese intelligence. Um, what do you think about that? Absolutely. I think it has to be a concern. I mean, anytime that they look at classified information and, and concern about classified information leaking or falling into enemy hands, it comes down to the issue of were they secure, were they not secure, and who had potential access to them. Um, you know, my view is we've got to have a big conversation in this country and we need to change some laws because when you have a situation where uh, Joe Biden, former President Trump, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, who knows if Barack Obama or George W. Bush have any, these documents floating around, it's a problem. But I think the double, triple, quadruple problem comes into who had access to them and what are the possible commercial interests that individuals are that have access to them. As far as I know, Mike Pence's son uh, is not doing uh, financial deals with Chinese businessmen linked to Chinese intelligence. If he were, I would say the same thing I would say to the Bidens. We need to investigate that. Um, he's not. So in this context, uh, context is everything. Uh, and the fact that, you know, Hunter Biden himself uses terms like, you know, I'm working for the effing spy chief of China. That's Patrick Ho. Patrick Ho paid him a million dollar fee, I think, in 2017. Um, yeah, that that really raises a level. And I think that oftentimes, uh, Greg, we've talked about this before. People want to look at the Biden situation totally through the prism of corruption. And absolutely, you need to look at that legal standard. You also have to look at it through the standpoint of issues related to espionage or possible spying um, in the sense that, again, if Hunter Biden feels that he is beholden to people that have given him millions of dollars, if they have some leverage over him, which I would argue that they probably do, that raises a huge concern uh, uh, about information that that he may share with them, whether it's something that he's observed, something he learned in a conversation with his dad or something that he found in the in the garage of his dad's uh, house. All of those are absolutely legitimate questions. All right. Peter Schweitzer, um, thank you so much for being with us uh, once again on The Brief. You're such a wealth of information and your books are must reads for anybody who cares about uh, the truth and honesty in government. Peter's the author of uh, Profiles in Corruption, the author of Clinton Cash. We've been talking about his more recent book, Red Handed, about the Chinese money that flowed into the Biden family coffers. Peter, as always, thanks for being with us. Greg, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.